podcast is out. The age of independence is here, where the next generation of high-performing agencies transform the agency landscape. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, and mega startup coach. This podcast is all about you, the agency owner, stepping into the new wave of opportunity, knocking out the competition in the modern market. This is the Age of Independence Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar. Welcome to the show. Hi there, Indies, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar, and it is great to be back with you all this week. Uh, we're full full speed ahead this year, and I'm betting you are too. The forecast is out, and the age of independence is here, and it's bringing such a huge wave of, of opportunity that we can take hold of this year to grow and scale our agencies. So I hope this podcast has been bringing you fresh ideas, and just giving you that little bit of extra time in your week to um, to brainstorm. I hope we're sparking your entrepreneurial spirit. And if that's what this podcast has been for you, um, please take a moment. And it, it would mean so much to me if you would click subscribe so you can get those notifications when new content is out and so that you don't miss an episode with our fabulous, amazing guests. Um, I really look forward to putting this content together for you so that we can talk about the big ideas in the marketplace, the hot topics, and what they mean for your agency. And this week, speaking of entrepreneurial spirit, we have a special guest today who knows all about taking risks and solving huge problems in our space, business building. And so I want to welcome Bobby to the show. We have Bobby Turin, CEO of PathPoint. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Hi, Caitlin. Hi, everyone. Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on today. Welcome to the show, Bobby. So <laughs> really excited to chat with you. Tell us where you are calling us from today. So I'm calling from San Francisco, California. Um, the company that I'm one of the co-founders of PathPoint was started here and uh, we're based here. So San Francisco. Wow. That's got to be quite the, the place to be. And how long have you lived in San Fran? Uh, for almost four years. So I actually moved here uh, specifically to start PathPoint. And I can talk a little bit about what that wow. journey was like. Yeah. But I'm originally from the Northeast. I grew up outside of Boston and uh, lived in a few different cities in the Northeast um, after college. And then, like I said, moved out here about four years ago. Uh, it's my first time living in the West Coast and it's been great so far. Well, I, I hope you have had a chance to travel back to home a little bit. I know it's been a bit of a crazy year. It, I haven't really been able to as much in the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, my parents are a little bit older, so I'm trying to be mindful of that. Yes. And it's just been a very big shift for me because I, pre-pandemic, would be on an airplane every single week. Um, I, we're a, we operate across the whole nation and the carriers that we work with are based not only in different parts of the country, they're also based in London. Several of our carriers are primarily participants in the Lloyd's marketplace. Um, and so I think the relationship building aspect of what we do is super important. And so I spent a huge amount of time traveling and I've really been able to appreciate San Francisco in a different way, California in general, yes. over the last 12 months, because I haven't been able to travel. The weather here is generally pretty agreeable. So I've been able to, although everything's been closed down, I've been able to try to go outside um, uh, so yeah. So what's it like being an extrovert in San Francisco during a pandemic, Bobby? Uh, 
it can get, uh, it can be quiet yeah. at times, let's say. Um, I live with my girlfriend and uh, we've been together for a while. And so it's really, it's incredibly helpful to have a great partner, um, not just to talk to on a daily basis, but just to sort of go through this. Um, and uh, I just try to keep myself active outdoors. Um, we have some of our employees who are based here. I'll sort of go for a walk with them uh, every so often. Um, but it's been it's been okay for the most part. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you do for fun when you're not working, which is probably rare, and when it's uh, not pandemic time? <laughs> uh, I really enjoy um, being active outdoors. Um, so I've always really enjoyed, uh, riding my bike, uh, going jogging with friends, spending time hiking. And those things have all been made even more enjoyable by being able to be based here in California. Um, and lucky for me, a lot of those, those things haven't really been affected by the pandemic. Uh, I've been able to continue doing them. Um, but like you say, between that and, uh, and running a startup, which is definitely, a full-time commitment. Um, it doesn't really leave me a lot of time for other things. Well, build, I'm okay. building the plane while you're flying up in startup mode definitely uh, doesn't leave as much bandwidth, but it's a wild ride, I'm sure. And so one of the things I'm really excited to talk to you about today is what that's been like over the past couple of years for PathPoint. And you guys are forging ahead, solving some pretty huge problems for the industry. So we want to hear all about PathPoint today and um, we want to kind of pick your brain a little bit, Bobby, about what it's like leading your team through those challenges and the, the pace that you guys are at. So, uh, sure, yeah, so happy to look forward to it. I, I should mention I've visited San Francisco once <laughs> for a work trip, and my husband and I like outdoor things too, and yeah. so we decided to to go on a a bike ride across the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, nice. And, you know, you go to one of the little touristy spots and you rent a bike and they give you a map and you're off. But we're we're also um, busy business owners that don't always spend as much time in the gym as as we should. So I asked my husband um, how long this bike ride was going to be. And uh, he said he thought it would be about 12 miles. And I was like, oh, well, 12 miles. I don't know if I'm ready. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, I want to think of myself as like the athletic person that can just hop on a bike and go, you know, bike forever. But the reality is that we just haven't focused <laughs> on our fitness that much. And so we, we embarked on this bike ride and it was so beautiful. And there's like the beautiful forest on the other side and uh, the Island and just like amazing. And I kid you not, it was 26 miles by the time we were done. And I was crying and walking my bike uphill <laughs> at the very end of it. So I still pick on him for under-exaggerating a little bit. He, uh, he might've used some sales tactics to get me on that 26 mile bike ride. You would have said, oh, I thought it was obvious that I meant 12 miles each way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by about a half mile each way by that map. That has to be what it was. But it was one of the most fun things we've ever did, but ever done. But I still pick on him a little bit because I, whenever we go hiking or kayaking or biking, I'm always like, are you sure it's really that long? Are you sure it's not twice as far as what they, <laughs> what they told you? So. Right. I think that's definitely happened to 
more than a few folks here. The other <laughs> thing that I guess trips a lot of people up are the hills. San Francisco is a pretty small place. And so you can go from one side to the other in just a couple miles. Uh, but those miles are uh, arduous. <laughs> by hills. Yeah, exactly. So when I think of San Francisco, I, I think I kind of have bittersweet memories of that one weekend <laughs> that we spent there. I, I would definitely do it again. It's a beautiful place. Nice. That's great. So tell us um, for the agents who are listening for the first time, um, agents, if you don't know who Pathpoint is, look it up right now, pull out your phone, start Googling it. Um, they're change, changing some huge things for our space. And um, I really want to talk about that disruption, Bobby. So kind of break it down for us, um, who, who you are as a company, and tell us a little, little bit about those problems that you guys are solving. Sure. So um, Pathpoint um, started as a company about four years ago. Um, myself and two others whom uh, we all sort of worked together in different ways came together to participate in a software incubator where we were going to build software to try to improve financial services just broadly. My own background is in finance and economics, um, but I've been working with technology companies for most of my career, so about 17 years now. And uh, since graduating college. And where did you um, graduate from? I, I went to McGill University in Montreal. Um, having grown up in Boston around a lot of good schools, I, I kind of wanted to try to go to school somewhere other than Boston. Um, that's both being in Boston and both just being, you know, 17, 18 years old and wanting to just rebel and do something right? different. <laughs> Get so I ended up going to school in, uh, in Montreal and I loved it. And uh, I have a lot of, a lot of, uh, Great experiences and friends that sort of came from that. Do you speak um, French? I speak a little bit of French. I'd studied it in high school. Um, most people in Montreal don't have a ton of patience for people who clearly don't speak French as their first language. They'll just speak to you in English because they don't want to waste their own time, which which I can appreciate. I can so, appreciate. Unfortunately, I didn't get tons of practice uh, with my French. Um, it didn't stop me from trying though. I picked up on that in Montreal when we visited. So I just tried to be like really smiley. That works well. So, uh, so yeah, so moved out here about four years ago, joined the incubator. It's an incubator run by, um, and financed by one of the original founders of PayPal. Um, his name is Max Levchin. So the DNA of the people who are involved in this incubator are very sort of it's the people who were bankers previously and then came up with technology that improved banking. Or it's people who were in real estate previously on the more traditional side and then wanted to build software to improve real estate. And myself and my co-founders were really interested in commercial insurance, probably wondering why. Um, the truth is because we were not from the we are not from the commercial insurance industry originally. But as we learned more and more about the industry, we realized that. We didn't really know anything about it, which was very exciting to us because it felt like something that we should know about. And as we learned more and more, we learned just how incredibly important commercial insurance is yes. and the unbelievably vital role it plays in the U.S. economy, in the global economy, but in particular in the U.S. And sort of that, as we sort of kept peeling it back and learning more and more, we were like, wow, this is so amazing. And then the third thing we learned is that there's lots of room for software to bring about efficiency to all the hardworking people who make the industry tick, basically. Yes. The agents and brokers on one side that represent the risk side of the equation and the carriers that are effectively taking on that risk and protecting 
the risk bearers. Mm -hmm. And one of the key things that we did to learn more about commercial insurance that we still, it's one of our number one values at the company is talk to people in the industry. Every single day, I personally, as the CEO of the company, try to chat with a retail agent if I can. I try to chat with an underwriter at an excess and surplus lines carrier, which is what we focus on. I'll talk about that in a second. And I do that on an ongoing basis. It's how we were able to very quickly learn about this incredibly complicated, dynamic industry. Another one of the things that we, we kept having all these aha moments as we were learning more. And one of the things that we thought about commercial insurance was that it was pretty black and white. And uh, we knew people who worked in commercial insurance, but we're like, this is probably pretty, you know, it is what it is. It's straightforward. It's not necessarily super dynamic. And what we kept seeing was just how incredibly dynamic it is, how it's constantly changing, how the people in it play such a critical role, and they just don't have the best tools available to do their job. They don't. And that they don't, right? And so that became incredibly inspiring for us, really motivating. And so one of our early conversations was with a few different insurance carriers that were large and had pretty diverse operations. And it was in one of the first conversations, they said, yeah, commercial insurance, you know, making it easier for agents to place business, making it easier to minimize a lot of the redundant steps they have to go through, making it so that we as carriers can process this data and make better decisions to stay ahead of these types of risks as they happen. There's just tons of room to improve. And one of the segments of commercial insurance that is particularly inefficient because it is so manual in how it's processed is the excess and surplus line segment of the industry. So here we are in this, in this market that we don't really know anything about. And then someone basically just said to us, there's this really, really complicated and difficult part of it that you should take a look at. And so naturally, that's what we started to spend all of our time and energy on. And was trying to, did. <laughs> trying, to, trying to untangle this, this, uh, this incredibly complicated industry um, that, again, plays such a critical role for like the most risky risks, the most unpredictable um, and high hazard type situations. Um, and so that just sort of really amplified everything for us. And so after about a couple of weeks of looking at the industry and talking to absolutely everyone we could, you know, the three of us, myself and the two co-founders knew that we wanted to build a company that would bring about innovation and efficiency to the excess and surplus lines market in particular. That's a little bit about how we got started. And I, I love that you mentioned the word dynamic because we want to, we want to pay attention and be tuned into where the movement is. Right. And so one of the things that um, agents, as you're listening, I think you're going to get out of this episode is as we're listening to how Bobby and the team at Pathpoint has navigated the complex problems in their market and how they can solve problems for independent agency owners, I think there's a lot that we can just learn and take away from that thought process. So I love that you're kind of walking us through what it looked like when you were scanning the horizon, finding out where the movement is, seeing how much dynamic opportunity is on the commercial side, and then focusing in and zeroing in on where the complex issues were that needed to be untangled. I think of kind of like a ball of yarn <laughs> that a, a cat's playing with. And um, that's not that's not an easy task. And agents, you face complex situations in your agencies every day. And there's a lot of 
duct tape solutions out there that you're trying to unravel. And one of the things that makes our industry great is when we all come together and learn from each other's ideas and thought processes. So, um, while we speak with a lot of independent agency owners on this episode, I think it's cool from time to time to have someone step in who is very familiar with our industry, but bringing that fresh perspective. And so Bobby, I'm really looking forward to picking your brain today on um, just a little bit more about what that's looked like for your team. So, so you had this aha moment where you saw that there's so much movement in the commercial industry. There's so much going on and it's a, a, a dynamic place to be that, but that was full of some potholes that just make it really hard to do business. So, so uh, tell us wh where you took it from there. Yeah. I, so what we do as a company is we enable a faster, more efficient and cheaper way to place small commercial ENS business today. And I say today because our, vision and our roadmap is very much focused on improving all sizes of ENS risk that come into the market. For the smaller commercial business, which tends to fall into the binding segment or delegated authority segments of the ENS industry here in the US and from the Lloyd's marketplace, um, we believe that many of the products that today are sent from a retail agent or a CSR to a wholesaler for a wholesaler to then go place that into multiple online portals and get quotes, then revert back to the agent in a process that can oftentimes be opaque. It can be slow. And frankly, there's a lot of costs there, right? There's a lot of humans touching these smaller risks that are maybe a few thousand dollars in premium or less. We just believe that there should be a web, a web portal where an agent can log in, enter their risk information, not have to enter it in five or six times to get five or six quotes, enter it once and have that information be sent to these different carriers who instantly quote it back for a platform. And then the agents can find that business and move on. And we're always adding more appetite and more products. And it's so necessary. So, we we need this in the industry. So this when these topics come up, I'm thinking, oh, why didn't we have this 10 years ago? And where would we be if if we had had these tools? I think it's it's where the future is. The future has to go towards rating and binding being a, a more seamless experience. Right now, there's just so many speed bumps and it discourages the team that are the people facing, that are your client facing team members. It makes it hard for them to, to do business because they're fighting against the technology that's not up to speed yet. Right. And not only is, is that where the future is going, and I, of course, completely agree with you, I think history is a good indicator for the insurance industry too. So if you look back over the last 10 years, there's been tons of improvement in how people buy personal lines insurance through the internet, right? And what you've seen a lot of, especially over the last five, six, seven years, is innovation on how retail agents or end insureds can buy commercial insurance. So those improvements have happened as well. Certainly the work's not done, but you've started to see it. And so within that commercial segment, we just feel like the excess and surplus lines industry it's not a perfect one-to-one -one because it has all of its own nuances, but a lot of those nuances can be solved with software too. And, uh, and that's, that's really what we're focused on. So we hear, again, talking to folks in the industry, every agency, every independent agency I talk to talks about the importance of cyber liability and how they want to be quoting cyber on every single commercial account that they send out the door. They want to quote cyber on every renewal. 
But a big part of the challenge is how do you effectively quote cyber on every piece of business? So, so agents are telling you when you're picking their brain and you guys are chatting and talking business, they're telling you that one of their goals for the year is to start quoting cyber liability for all of their commercial clients. Yes. Okay. We've, we've heard that from almost 100% of the Wow. So we did an end of the year review. And when we said, what are your priorities for 2021? Wow. They said cyber was the top of the list for them. So agents, as you're listening, if that was one of your goals for 2021, drop it in the chat and like, let us know in the comments what your goal is for cyber and some of the things that you've taken on your action plan steps for pushing that forward. I think it's a really hot topic right now where we can learn from each other and really better serve our commercial clients this way. Um, But I'm interested to hear what agents are doing to get there because I think that's a worthy goal and a lofty goal. And um, I'm curious to see your action plan. So, so, so Bobby, so you're, you're, meeting with agents and you're trying to figure out what challenges they're facing, what they're thinking, what's top of mind for them. And, and they're telling you cyber is a big thing. What, what else are you hearing? We're also hearing that as a result of the pandemic, more and more of the standard lines carriers have pulled back from coverages that they would normally offer. Okay. So you have more and more BOP business going into the non-admitted markets, either because the carriers don't want to write that GL anymore, or they don't want to write that property anymore. And so as a result, a lot of these commercial package offerings, GL and property, are coming into the ENS space. A lot of times it's smaller business, again, a few thousand dollars in premium or less. But the retailer for the business that normally they'd be able to place with the Hartford now has to rely on the wholesaler, who they have to email and then sometimes chase down. A lot of times the wholesaler may not find that worth their time because it's a small policy for them. What's, what's, what's so alarming is that the process is so inefficient that even the incumbent wholesalers don't necessarily see the incentive to chase down these accounts to help their retail agents. And so as a result, more retail agents are missing out on business and more insureds are left without the coverage they need. One of the ways we simplify this for them is we say, hey, look, retail agents, there's no cost for you to use our platform. There's no premium minimums, and we will give you the same experience that you would expect on the products that we're good at, which I'll talk about, from a top wholesaler. We work nationwide. We're licensed in all 50 states. We are the surplus lines agent on every transaction. We service accounts post-buying, and we have people doing this type of work. But everything that they're doing is augmented by software that we've built. So rather than having to go calculate surplus lines taxes, the software can do that for them. Wow. And what they can focus on is, am I missing anything? Because it's surplus lines and there's so many ways that you can get sort of tripped up. So anyway, back to your original question, what are we doing to address what these agents are telling us? We're giving them a single point of submission with no cost or obligation wow. to basically drop in a submission. They can get a quote within a minute or two of an application process and the quotes return instantly. And if they don't like what they see, they can still, of course, always rely on the wholesale channel, the traditional wholesale channel. We just want to be an alternative way for them to place that wholesale business that's compliant, that's clearly representative of how more and more of this business is going to trade moving forward. And that makes them as agents more efficient and more profitable because they're spending less time on it. The the cost that they're investing into every potential bind is going down because what normally would take them days or or Weeks can happen in, in a few minutes. Getting that time turnaround uh, down, I think, is so crucial to the sales conversation because 
the lower in your, on your client's threshold of top of mind, a product is the faster your turnaround time has to be to clip along and have a meaningful conversation and get results for them. So when a client calls you because there's a, a different product that they have to have this top of mind for them and they need to have a rate on that, or they want to have a bid on some other product, you may know that they need to have a conversation about their cyber liability, but if it's going to take weeks before you can even wrap up that conversation, it, it becomes a really ethereal <laughs> experience and it, it's really hard to then transform it into something that's top of mind for these business owners. When I talk to our agents, one of the things that I hear, oh, sorry. But yeah, when I talk, I completely agree with you. When I talk to our agents, one of the things that I hear all the time is, I don't have enough time in the day, right? Agents are working so hard. They're working so many different angles. Nowadays, everyone's working from their house too with everything else going on in their lives. Ease of doing business is so incredibly important. And this is one of the things that I kind of wanted to encourage folks on in this call is I'm an outsider to the industry. I've been living and breathing the commercial insurance ENS space for four years. I've been living and breathing software development and sales for, like I said, about 15, 16 years. And um, it was so alarming to me. One of the things that really stuck out to me and my co-founders was how is it possible that in an industry, especially on the retail independent agent side, where ease of doing business is absolutely a way to win more business, why is it so difficult to do business in this industry? Why do you have to email someone who has to call someone who has to email someone? This is the question why, of the day. Pathways been built. And that's really one of the reasons why we called ourselves Pathpoint is that we want to give agents a single point. And then we want to route the path that it has to go on. We want to send it based on filters that we get on appetite. We're only going to send your risk to markets that want to quote it rather than making you enter information for ENS over and over again, or making your wholesaler do it. You just enter it once and you let the software do the rest. So if you want to quote cyber on every account, just enter the details for an account. We'll return multiple cyber quotes to you instantly. It would take you less time to quote five accounts through for cyber through Pathpoint, where you get multiple quotes from the leading cyber carriers in the world, not just EMS carriers. Cyber is sort of a unique area. It would take you more time to fill out the information for those five risks in a spreadsheet that you would then email to your wholesaler who would then have to email it around. It will take you much less time. That's going to take days or a couple of weeks, but I'm talking about it could take you a total of 20 minutes. And wow. it can become, it's a tool that can become a part of the workflow of an agent. Um, and that was really our goal was to build something that would be very sticky with the agents because that's ultimately where all the business starts. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. 
We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's virtualintell.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel, cast certified. It's a huge opportunity. And so I'm curious about something. So you mentioned that this with cyber particularly, and I know that you have some other great solutions at Pathpoint as well, but particularly with cyber, when so many agents shared that it's a huge goal for them for 2021 to quote it on every account, I'm curious why are they, are they sharing with you why it's so important to them that they quote it on every single account? What are the top two to three reasons that you're hearing that this is so important to agents right now that they would say they want to quote it on every single account? So I think I would speculate that it's two things um, based on what I've heard from folks. One is after a very tough 2020 for everyone, I think business owners, agency owners included, are looking for ways to grow their book. Mm -hmm. And they think, okay, how much more GL or bot or package or property can I possibly sell next year? 5% more, 10% more, 15, 20% maybe. It's not going to be 100, 200% more though. So especially with insurance not coming into my office, especially since we've had to change the way we all operate as a society, cyber seems like this obvious opportunity in that every single business in the world today with some exceptions, have cyber exposure. Really need it. That cyber exposure is only growing. Mm -hmm. And yet the adoption of cyber is still very, very limited if you look across all businesses and in particular small businesses. More and more loans and contractual triggers are going to require insureds to bear cyber coverage. And so that's in our favor. But again, that's that's just a handful of situations in specific geographies. Mm -hmm. But I think agency owners see that if they can quote cyber on every single piece of business, some of them will convert. And I agree with that math. And the ones for whom it does convert, it's going to deliver more protection to their insureds, which means that the retail agent is going to be doing what they do best, which is delivering a high quality experience for that client. And so it just seems to line up really well with what, with what they're doing. The challenge, though, is that they have not historically been pushing cyber, largely because most end insured small business owners don't necessarily appreciate just how critically important it is that they have cyber coverage. And so as a result, business own, um, agency owners and retail agents, especially after the year that everyone's just had, probably thought to themselves, okay, becoming an expert in cyber coverage isn't necessarily, to your point, one or two on my list of priorities. But if there was a tool where I could just enter a risk and have every top cyber market in the world quote back to me instantly, that seems like a shorter putt for most people. They're like, okay, I can have my CSRs put the submission into this online platform. Higher return on investment when your time investment isn't so steep um, compared mm -hmm. to the old way of doing business. And so here, here's what this makes me think of. This 
conversation sounds just like what a, a personal lines agent would say about trying to sell umbrella policies to their personal lines customer. The person that has car and home is top of mind. It's required. They need to have it. It's the reason that they called in. They really need an umbrella coverage to protect them from lawsuits, but they may have never heard about it. It may feel like an extra expense. It takes longer in the conversation. So Indies, you're listening. I want you to take something away from this conversation. Whether commercial is a big focus in your agency or not, this is all about points of differentiation in your agency and how you're going to show up for your clients in a different way than what everyone else is doing. And the key is figuring out what the total risk review in your agency looks like. When you can become advisors who are giving trusted professional expert guidance, you become someone where your client wants to keep coming back to you year after year because they know they're going to get guidance and advice that they can trust and recommendations that are far and above just a rate that they could get online from another agency, another competitor down the street. And so what I'm hearing here is that agents are seeing that there's an opportunity with cyber to grow their books of business and also better serve other business owners who need this vital coverage. And we need a a, a seamless solution for how to get there. But by doing so, you're creating a point of differentiation, something that your agency can deliver on for every client, which is giving them great advice about the risks they face in life so that they can best protect the things that matter most to them, like their their businesses when you're working with a commercial client or their families when you're working with a personal lines client. So think about what your agency is doing to have those total risk reviews. And Bobby, what I love about what you guys have created and what it means for the work that um, agents are doing at Quantum is that it makes it that much easier to take the conversation to that next level. And um, it's what we have to do. We have to stretch ourselves as agents and have Um, higher level conversations uh, with the clients that we're speaking with to be able to be that, that trusted source in their life that that they're going to keep going to for guidance. Totally agree. Um, One of the things that I really believe is that great software is always a facilitator. If, If the software is like truly good, what it's doing is it's making something easier. What Facebook does is it makes it easier for people to stay in touch, to communicate. Of course, that's critically important. Google makes it easier for people to find things. Super important. For an insurance agent, nothing is more important than giving your clients what they need, maintaining awareness about your competitive position relative to other independent agents that you are, of course, in competition with for business, and software should 100% be serving you as an independent agent. Software should be making your life easier. And that is exactly what we're focused on. We just want to make it easier for agents to do the things that today, a lot of independent agents, depending on the size, they may not have the scale of operation to work with a large national wholesaler that has access to the top carriers that we have access to. And so that's a differentiator. The independents can now access those top carriers that would normally have higher minimums than a regional wholesaler can maybe offer them because they're making that product available through Pathpoint because the carriers also see it as necessary to make it more efficient for them. They need to find facilitation in terms of selling their products. Again, on a a policy that's a couple thousand dollars in premium, the same way the agent's worried about what they're going to make, the carrier's worried about what they're going to take home too. Obviously, they're on the hook for claims and everything else, too. 
So just as you've seen in small commercial, more and more carriers are making their products only digitally available by filling out a form online and getting quotes back. You are going to see that accelerate not only in commercial lines, but also in the excess and surplus line segment of the market. And, and that's what we're laser focused on. It's really encouraging to see these things coming to fruition because we have to make it easier for our clients to protect what matters most to them in their lives. We have to make it easier for them to make those great decisions, those informed decisions so that they can be prepared. And that's what we're here for at the end of the day as insurance agents. And so um, technology and software that facilitates that for the agent ultimately makes it easier for commercial clients to make great choices that set them up for success um, so that their businesses don't have these huge exposures that, um, that we're also passionate about, about protecting them from. So, so Bobby, what we're talking about is how, what this means to the agency owner and how they can have these points of differentiation and, and what it means for them. But a lot of times the agency owner may not be the person who's interfacing with the client and the person having this conversation. So what does this mean for the team and for the CSRs that are the ones that would be carrying a lofty goal like that to fruition? Well, I'm actually really happy that you, you make that distinction because you're right. Agency owners want their team to be operating as efficiently as possible. They want to maximize the commission they're going to get on every transaction because they know how hard it is to get a transaction over the line. And so if they can earn more commission and or if they can reduce the cost and time, time is really the big cost because there's so much human activity. Yeah on placing each of these accounts, they're gonna, they're gonna go in the direction of those types of changes as they become available um, to them. But the key user of our solution really is the CSR, the broker placement tech, whatever the name might be within the organization. CSRs from, from just from my experience, and I've probably spoken to a couple hundred since we've started the company myself personally. We have a whole sales team, by the way. I don't want folks to think that we don't have marketing reps. We have experienced sales leadership from within the ENS industry. We have reps based around the country in specific territories where they work with local independent agents. And once the world resumes, we absolutely plan to continue to build those relationships in person. We know how important those relationships are and how people like to do business with other folks who are near them, because there's just so much nuance, especially in the world of being an independent agent, so much environmental information that's important. Absolutely. And so we really, we really believe in that. I have a brand share conference coming up in September and I'm already counting down the days. It feels like it's so far away. So right, <laughs> really look right, forward exactly. to see everybody in person. But the CSRs, like you were saying, they're the ones from the world of, of technology in commercial retail insurance. The CSRs are the heroes. All of the innovation, the vast majority of the innovation, I would say over 90% that's happening within retail is happening around, maybe not 90%, but uh, because at least 30, 40, 50% of it is around like how they're using the agency management system. But I would bet that like literally everything else that's happening is around improving placement, making it easier to do business like we were saying, making it without having to compromise on the quality of service that you can offer your client. The holy grail is how can I make my CSRs more efficient while not compromising on the service level? And in fact, how can I make them more efficient and increase the service level that, that we're able to give our end insurance? And technology is the answer to that, to that question. I can tell you that for sure. 
You've seen Hartford, Chubb, Travelers, Hanover, and others all roll out small commercial admitted lines, primarily BOP portals. And the CSRs are in these portals all day long, quoting up, quoting up ops, right? Just using that as, as one area of focus. They're going into each of these different portals three, four different times, entering the same information over and over again, just to get a competitive set of quotes to present to their agents. Basically, they're doing their jobs, but they're doing all of this tedious work. Why would we make them rekey the information over and over where they're likely to hit a button wrong, enter an extra zero, which could undermine everything they've done? Why make them go all the way through a 50 field? I don't mean to put pain on all the listeners, but it's like, really ask yourself, why would you answer 50 questions, hit submit, and then get a hard decline? Why, why couldn't you have been told five questions in that this risk is never going to quote because your care doesn't want to do that? So these CSRs are in these portals all day long. And one of the big misconceptions, and I'm going to go out on the air, I really haven't really said this publicly, but I want this to be the first place I say it, is that a lot of people say in the world of technology, insurance agents are reluctant to try new technology. And I believe that that is absolutely false. CSRs in particular are so well-trained at using online placement platforms. It's remarkable. They use it no different than they would use YouTube or Facebook or their iPhone because the way they place that business is in these online portals. But when it comes to, especially in this environment where they get a couple of declines, but they're not going to give up on their client, and they have to email this accord form to their wholesaler, who then has to receive it, chase it down, go enter it themselves. Not anymore. Now the CSRs can just take that accord form that's completed. They open up PathPoint in their web browser. And you can go to our website, www.pathpoint.com, and you can request a login and you can sign up in just a few minutes. You can drag and drop your accord into our interface in your web browser, nothing to download or install. It will read that information, populate the fields in a single application that we then send to multiple carriers and the quotes are returned instantly. Beautiful. And for most CSRs, this is how they want to do business. <laughs> CSRs would love it if Chubb, Hanover, Hartford, and Travelers could get together and say, <laughs> we're going to put all of our portals into one form for you. Now, those carriers are never going to do that because they're all trying to compete on making the, on winning that business. But CSRs would love that because, of course, they would. It would make it more efficient um, for them. And that's what really matters. So the CSRs are actually the ones with whom we have had the most early success. And that's really encouraging to me because at the end of the day, that's kind of where the buck stops in terms of business getting placed, whether it's ENS or otherwise, mm -hmm. and then the use of technology in independent agencies of the country today. And we, we have to understand how CSRs think if we want to get their buy-in on a new goal. So what I found from my experience is that oftentimes the the just natural talents and abilities of a CSR and their personality can be a little bit different from a, a salesperson or a business to business salesperson. And they want, they very much want to be there for their clients and they want to give great advice, but they also want to feel confident and comfortable in what they're doing. And so if we introduce a new goal to them and we say, Hey, we're going to quote cyber on every single policy this year, or, Hey, we're going to quote an umbrella policy for every client this year. They might have some feelings of apprehension that we have to address before we can just land a, a super new lofty goal on them and just assume that they're going to buy in. If the process is going to be opaque, if it's going to take 10, 
times longer out of their day when their phone is ringing and they know they need to help this other client as well. If they are afraid that the client is going to ask them questions that they won't know the answer to, they're probably just not going to have that upsell or cross-sell conversation. They're just going to kind of not do it and not hit their goals. And then you'll find yourself saying, Hey, we had this team meeting, we rolled out this goal. And where are the, where are the cyber quotes? Where are the umbrella quotes? Where are the, where are the cross sale conversations? And if you see that happening, if you see your CSR or your retention team being slow to adopt to this new mentality of the total risk review or how you're going to expand the conversation with clients, it all goes back to confidence and preparing them. They have to know where to go, how to do it quickly and seamlessly because their phone is ringing off the hook and they need to know enough about the product that they're not going to be afraid of the client asking them a question. If they're afraid that they don't know how to explain what the product does, it feels uncomfortable to them. They don't want to get stuck in an awkward conversation. So what I love about this is that the what you've created is a way that the process can be seamless. And then the agent can spend their time having the, the team meetings, getting the buy-in, helping them understand how it impacts this commercial client business owner that they're working with. And then spending some time on, you know, some educational pieces about how to navigate the conversation so that they have all the tools that they need to be able to show up for your client at that kind of level. You're asking them to stretch themselves. And so PathPoint's done their part to make sure that the software and the, the, is there and that they're facilitating the ease of doing business. And now the agency owner and the sales leaders in the agency can come together and create an environment where that, that success can start to happen and the conversations can, can start changing. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, that's such a critical point with cyber is the education for the, for the CSRs and for the end insurers. And a lot of times, like you said, it's giving the CSR the confidence to educate the insured. So to that end, we've done a couple things specifically thinking about the agency owners. All of, we, we make uh, appetite information and sell sheet information, you know, situational collateral, like why doesn't my BOP cover cyber, for example, commonly asked questions, the FAQs. We've created materials that are all available on our website. If you go to pathpoint.com and go to products and select cyber, you can see the forms are all there available for download. Right. We don't put our own logos on them because we want agencies to download them, put their logos on them, make them available to their insureds, and then use PathPoint to actually transact the business. We also offer for every agency that we work with um, a 45 or 60 minute cyber training where we have a cyber expert who works at PathPoint, who's worked in the cyber industry now for over 10 years, who comes onto the call and just gives an overview, a basic 101, what is cyber insurance? Why does it matter? How do you sell it? What are the common questions? So then the agency as a whole is able to leave knowing more and knowing that they can do the business easier than anywhere else. And like you said, if another great carrier rolled out a platform that enabled that CSR to quote another bot option, it's very likely that the agency owners would say, okay, go use that too, because we're going to give our client more options. Our pitch to them is... For ENS business, we'll give you a single platform that will make it just as easy to quote across multiple carriers. And now you can just bookmark this in your bookmarks tab. When a risk comes in that gets declined by your other platforms, click into ours. Within two minutes, you'll have quotes um, that you can bind through the platform that you can move on. And that's not available anywhere else. 
Um, and that's, that's what's really exciting to us. It's super exciting. And you've been, I think, a little humble about how exciting this ride has been with Pathpoint because you guys have had a crazy year. So tell us a little bit about what the, the past couple months and past year have been like for Pathpoint as you guys are just rapidly growing. Yeah, so we, uh, so you and I were catching up before we kicked off and just how I'm, I'm in our office today, which is where I haven't really been working. But being here just reminds me of the great team that we have. Um, the company started with myself and two others about four years ago. Today, we have about 35 employees, um, the majority of which are based here in the Bay Area. And uh, I would say that maybe two thirds of the team are software engineers. And then the remainder of the team, um, software engineering or like software planning, basically. And then the remainder of the team are insurance professionals um, who are on the business development side, working with our insurance, both in terms of producing business and in terms of servicing the accounts once they come into our house, once they come into our basically. Um, when we started the company, we had conversations with different carriers um, and we built sort of the first version of our platform. But going into the start of last year, so almost exactly 12 months ago, we were still only working with one carrier and that was Chubb. Chubb was just earlier than others, saw a big opportunity with what we were doing. They really stood behind us. They had been so, they have been so incredibly helpful. We wouldn't be where we are today without their support. And so we started the year with just Chubb. We ended the year with 10 additional appointments. Wow. So started the year with one carrier, ended the year with 11. These are not only US-based DNS carriers that we have appointments with and binding authority with. There are also some Lloyds of London entities that we work with. We're a Lloyds cover holder. Um, so you can now access Lloyd's through a digital platform like Pathpoint, where CSRs have never really been able to do that before. We now make that available to, to them. Um, definitely having to go from having one headquarters to 35 headquarters as everyone <laughs> retreated into their homes uh, shortly after the year started um, has been absolutely has been a challenge. And uh, we... We did sort of two things in response that I think have been pretty effective. So number one is that we did not accelerate the rate of hiring. We really tried to build as strong a relationship as possible with our existing team. And I think that that was a good decision because I think that just adding a lot of new faces. I mean, we've had managers of divisions join Pathpoint who have never met in person a single one of the people that they manage. I mean, what other, what it's other time in environment that we're in with those? Uh, exactly. Like when, when else has that really happened? Never, Never is the answer, especially in insurance, where normally as soon as we hired the person, we would have put them on a plane to come out here totally. if they're not based here. Um, so we kept the team fairly focused, um, which I think was, was good, uh, a good move on our part. And um, the other thing, which it's not necessary, I mean, we created it, we were able to make it happen, but. We've just been so incredibly busy the last 12 months, standing up all of these different carriers across our key lines of business, which not only cyber, but also within general liability, we have, a, we have the best contractors, ENS contractors, submission experience possible in the market. Mm -hmm. You can get quotes for multiple ENS carriers nationwide, uh, with the exception of California in most cases, um, with just a few seconds. <laughs> Um, and we've also built out a robust commercial package offering and are now starting to expand into ENS property more and more. 
Um, so really the foundational pieces of the business, but there's just so much that goes into making that happen that we've really had our hands full. So like we were saying at the beginning, between everything that I have to get done in a day and then taking a deep breath and then going to sleep, there hasn't really been that much more time in the day. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing I would say that I think is really important that I think about all the time, I feel incredibly fortunate to be in the position I'm in. And I feel really fortunate to be working on something that truly has a positive impact on how business is done um, for insurance, for retail agents, for ENS carriers. Um, and the thing that I would tell most people, and I, I go into a lot of carrier conversations because not surprisingly, a lot of ENS carriers are trying to digitize. They're trying to build APIs. They're trying to build portals. They want to be more savvy. They know they have to do that in order to be competitive in this market. And so do independent agents. And the thing that I notice when I look at them, that's really interesting to me is that generally speaking, there is a uncertainty. And I would even go so far as to say a degree of fear that comes when facing the need to implement new ways of doing things. And nobody likes to do things that are new generally. And that doing new things and having to do them through software where you'd normally do them through phone calls and emails and fax and everything else. Mm -hmm. I think that feels particularly daunting. We, as a group of technology founders, had the exact opposite problem. We knew technology really well, but we didn't know anything about insurance. We were like, how are we going to get all of these different folks who have done their business the same way for years and years and years, more or less? How are they going to listen to us? Why would they care? Um, and, and so in a way, we had sort of this, the inverse of that daunting challenge that a lot of people in the industry have. And the only way that we've been able to get where we are at, and this is sort of the advice that I would pass along to whoever wants it, is you just have to get started. You have to think of the journey as being the first step you take and then the next step you take and then the next one. And don't worry too much about where am I going to be three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, especially just at the beginning when you're getting started. I think that independent agents are in such a unique position with respect to software because every software company wants to work with you. They want to make your lives better. The carriers want your lives to be better too, which just makes it even stronger. So not only do I want to make the lives of independent agents better, Every single carrier I work with is devoting tons of money and personnel to making the lives of those independent agents better as well. So both ends of this spectrum really want independent agents to be as efficient as they can be, because we know that results in better outcomes for the insurance, which is ultimately the number one goal of every, of every insurance agency. So don't be shy. Take the first couple of steps. Find a few technology partners that you trust that you feel comfortable with and give it a go. And you will see right away if it's working or not. You gotta, like anything, you've gotta give it a really good shot. You can't just sort of like half it's commit to it and expect it to Yeah, you gotta, you have to commit, right? But once you make that commitment, and I don't think anyone is sitting there right now listening to this podcast saying, no, like I, I know using my rotary phone or my flip phone <laughs> is better than a smartphone. Of course not. Like everyone can agree that when it's, when it's done right, Technology makes things delightful and placing insurance is, is no different. And in fact, it stands to become dramatically more efficient. 
if software is used in the right way. And the most important thing is to just get started. Just getting started. We can do that, right? We can put one foot in front of the other. And that's all you really have to do um, with the rate that new companies are. And this is the thing. I know that a lot of people have been bold and I know a lot of carriers have done this and they've invested in technology and it's moved slowly and it hasn't worked. Obviously, I'm saying something that's self-serving, but you have to trust me. The way software is delivered is changing and it's changing every day. Every week, it gets dramatically better. Five years ago, there was really no insure tech. And now think about in, in three years, you have Lemonade becoming a public company. You have, and of course, that's a little bit of craziness in the markets right now. But the point is these solutions one of the things about technology is that a good idea in technology at the wrong time mm. is not a good idea. It doesn't matter how good your software is. If people aren't willing to be receptive, if the pain of doing business is not so great <laughs> that your technology, your technology is going to fail. That's why MySpace was not successful, even though it started years before Facebook. That's a silly example, but look at search again, AltaVista, Yahoo. Everyone used Yahoo at one point, and now it's like almost a joke. If you use Yahoo as your search engine instead of Google, it's the same thing with insurance. Although as an agency owner, you've probably been dealing with software headaches for as long as you can remember. <laughs> every year, the options in software get so much dramatically better. Um, and like I said, everyone wants to make your lives better. So just, just be willing to receive it, basically. It's so great. And we're so used to how things have always been. And so I think conversations like this are just good for staying fresh on what's happening and looking at things from a different perspective so that we can um, question the old ways of placing some of this business and really question the pain points in our agencies and what would have to happen to make it better. And um, I think that the the future of insurance is in the, the ease of doing business, making it easier for clients to make the right choice, making it easy for them to better protect what matters most to them. So thanks for the role that PathPoint's playing in that and how you guys have really been not just thinking outside of the box, but really trying to understand the challenges that independent agency owners face. They're business owners who are putting their life's work into growing this agency. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do here at the Age of Independence is helping you as a business owner um, be successful in your dreams and your life's work that you're that you're creating. So, um, so Bobby, thank you for everything you guys are doing to contribute to that. And can you tell us one more time how our listeners can find you and reach out and, and learn more about PathPoint? Absolutely. Um, so the first thing I'd recommend doing is checking out our website. You can see it's here on my sweater, PathPoint. It's spelled just, just how it sounds, P-A-T-H-P-O-I-N-T. Our website is www.pathpoint.com. In the top right-hand corner of the website, when you get to the homepage, you'll see a request access button or a request more information button. And you can click on that and a member of our team will follow up with you. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom of our website in the footer, there's a little field there where you can enter your email address and sign up for a newsletter. We send a weekly newsletter out that talks about updates in the appetite that's available, new features that we've rolled out. We have tools in there that agents, even if they don't use our solution, can use to be more knowledgeable and so cool. savvy and efficient in terms of how they place their business. Once you have learned about the platform and you wanna sign up, sign up is pretty straightforward. We just send you a login. 
There's no cost, as I say. In fact, just like any other wholesaler, if you buy in business, we pay we pay you commission, and uh, we don't have premium minimums. So it just sits in the background as a web tool. And every time you have a submission that comes in, you can use the path point platform to place business. Once you get in there and you start getting a couple quotes that you want to bind, we'll follow up with you and execute a producer agreement and get E&O and license information and, and everything else. But generally speaking, we try to sit in the background, make it as easy as possible. And for anyone who reaches out, uh, we'll be happy to spend time with you. And if anyone has any questions for me directly, um, I welcome anyone to reach out to me directly. Um, again, my name is Bobby Turan and my email is B. T-O-U-R-A-N at pathpoint.com. So first initial last name at pathpoint.com. And I would love to chat with any and everyone who's interested. So what's your social media app of choice, Bobby? Are you a TikToker, Instagrammer, Twitterer, <laughs> or texter? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, frankly, I'm more of a texter in any of those, uh, in any of those scenarios. I like using Twitter for getting news and information, but I don't think I've ever tweeted once. Uh, and I use LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn quite a bit as well. You should be able to find me on LinkedIn too, Bobby Turan at, at Pathpoint. Awesome. And uh, I'd be happy to connect with anyone. And uh, I always have my phone with me, so I'm generally pretty accessible. That's awesome. Thanks, Bobby. And agents, I... Um... I just want to mention, this isn't a paid ad. This is an opportunity for us to find out what's cool, what's going on in the marketplace. It's a solution that Quantum is benefiting from that's been um, really a great opportunity for our agency. So just really wanted to share that with you guys today. And um, I hope you walked away with some great ideas, um, um, different ways of motivating and supporting your CSRs and thinking about the conversation from their side of things. And um, Bobby, thank you so much for what you and your team are doing. Tell the team that we appreciate their hard work and um, the difference that it's making in our space. So agents, thanks for listening to the podcast today. It's been great to hang out with you guys. Um, thanks for clicking subscribe when you have a moment so you can get the notification about next week's episode and the uh, amazing guests that'll be joining us to talk about the hot topics in the industry and how to keep competing and growing and scaling in the marketplace. There's um, so much opportunity to grow and scale and try some new things. And like Bobby said, um, just starting uh, where you are and um, those little changes add up over time. So just putting one foot in front of the other, you're doing a great job building your agencies. Give yourself a high five today and a pat on the back for the work that you're already doing. Um, agents, this is Caitlin Agar and Bobby Turin signing off until next time. Thanks everyone.